0: Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast. It's what I would do with my choir on a Wednesday night. In fact, the Wednesday nights of this fall, we are dealing with um, worship in some form or another, the idea of worship and, and trying to get a biblical idea of worship uh, develop a healthy theology of worship. Uh, since we're called to lead worship in our church, that seems important. But, you know, I think it's important for all of us because worship is important for all of us. It's so important in your relationship with the Father that you worship Him. And uh, the Bible speaks a lot about worship, but it, it says it in just various places and various scriptures. You have to really pull together uh, bits of information from all of the Bible to come up with a theology of what it means to worship and how should we do it. So uh, today I just want to, Give you some thoughts or some ideas about the worshiper and what we as worshipers should do. I want to give you sort of a sort of a portrait of a worshiper um, from what I see from biblical sources. So here we go. Um, first, my first point would be prepare. Um, not specifically, uh, I have to do a certain set of things to prepare before I walk into a worship service exactly. But I think there are a couple of ideas that should be incorporated in our lives already, that should be uh, daily preparing us to spend time in God's presence, Um, you'll see what I mean. The first one is prayer. Um, If you are regularly praying with the father, then that helps prepare your heart to have a longer conversation with him in the midst of a time of worship. Um, My thought here is Acts chapter two. I was thinking about in the day of Pentecost and that story, how the Holy Spirit uh, was poured out on those disciples and they became the first church, the new church. And it was in the midst of a prayer meeting when they really met with God in a new way. And so even though maybe you don't count that as a worship service as such, um, you can see the correlation between spending time in prayer and God moving among us. A um, second thought about preparation is uh, expe- expectation or expectancy. I think that believers should have an expectancy about meeting with the Father. Uh, Psalm 5.3 says, O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you. That sounds like worship, right? And I watch. I, I wait. I look at, with expectation for the Lord. There's a whole series of psalms that are written called the Songs of Ascent or Psalms of Ascent. They were written specifically to be sung as the people uh, climbed the hill toward the temple to meet with God. They were songs that were written to help them prepare their hearts and and bring forth an expectancy to uh, meet with God and to enter in his presence in the temple. So uh, a worshiper is prepared. Uh, secondly, I think a worshiper has to have faith. I think a, a second word is believe. Hebrews eleven six, 6, that famous chapter on on faith says, he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is rewarder of those who seek him. So if you're going to come into the presence of God, obviously you have to believe that he is but the second half of this verse, you have to believe also that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Now seek him sounds like a worship thought to me. That's really what we as worshipers are doing. When we come before the Lord, we're coming to seek him. So in faith, we have to believe not only that he exists, but that he is going to meet with us, that he's ready to meet with us and uh, that he's going to reward us with his presence. Thirdly, um, I think a, a worshiper should desire God's presence. There should be a passion, a hunger, a thirst to spend time with the Father. That's what was in the heart of the writer of Psalm 42 as he started his song this way. He says, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after thee, O God. You can see the picture he's painting of, of a deer who's maybe run through the forest and is, is very thirsty and comes upon that water source and and is just so thirsty for that water that he just he just laps it up and so um, there should be that sense for us if you know me you know the biggest event of my year has been the uh, birth of my grandson well last year actually and um, so uh, I can't hardly have a Long conversation without mentioning him, so pardon me for that today. But, you know, I was thinking as I was reading that verse that I have an expectancy. I look forward to the moments that I'm going to spend with him. And and uh, I think we ought to be that same way with the Father. We should have a passionate desire to just to spend time with him. Also, a worshiper needs to deal with sin. Um, Someone has said the acceptability of any act of worship is determined by the acceptability of the worshiper. I think that almost all of the prophets from the Old Testament sort of have that message in mind right there as they call the people of Israel back to repentance and back to uh, a true worship life before the Father. Um, I think that we need to deal with the things in our lives that would separate us from the Father if we're going to authentically enter his presence. Psalm 24 says this, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? So this is talking about the temple. It's talking about God's presence in the temple, which is on the hill of the Lord, the holy place referring to um, that that portion in the temple where you experience God's presence. Uh, So what's the answer The answer is, he who has clean hands and a pure heart. The one who has dealt with sin in their life uh, is the one who can meet with God. Clean hands and a pure heart. That phrase, pure heart, has a uh, verse in the New Testament that is is related to it. It comes from the, the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. What a great promise the pure in heart have that moment where they will experience God's presence. Also the, the worshiper should be authentic. I think that there's always a struggle when you have a regular set time of worship, uh, to really be authentic in every presentation of that. Uh, you know, sometimes it's easy to come to a place of worship and just go through the motions, uh, of worship rather than authentically have a worship experience. So Isaiah, uh, uh, speaks from the Father in Isaiah 29 and he says, "Because this people draw near with their words and honor me with their lips, but they remove their hearts far from me. Their reverence or their worship consists of tradition, learned by rote. They were not authentic. They were religious and they had worship times, but uh, their hearts, he says, was far from the Lord. And so there was no true worship. And then lastly, I want to, I mentioned that sin was an issue, but I want to zero in on the one sin that I think is the most egregious when it comes to making it difficult to worship, and that sin is pride. Uh, pride and worship can't really coexist because pride is uh, making myself of ultimate worth, and worship is seeing God as. Of ultimate worth in my life, and you know what? There's there's just not two thrones in our life. It's going to either be God or it's going to be us. And so, uh, pride is uh, a huge deterrent for us to really meet with God and worship. James four six says, "God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble." In Isaiah, there's this beautiful passage where God speaks uh, about his presence being with us. And he says, for this is what the high and and exalted one says, he who lives forever and whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and humble in spirit. The humbleness of man uh, helps bring us into the presence of God and our pridefulness separates us. I rarely read to you paraphrases, but I'm going to read from the message here in Psalm 51 because it just makes clear uh, what he's talking about here. Uh, Psalm 51:16 says, going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worshiped when my pride was shattered. Heart shattered lives ready for love don't for a moment escape God's notice. Um, so there's my thoughts about what, what it looks like to be a worshiper and be someone who authentically comes before the Lord and, and meets with Him and spends time in His presence. An important thing for all of us, I encourage you this week to spend time in God's presence um, by yourself, alone with the Father, but also corporately with other believers. Have a great week.